the four o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. Four o'clock hours here, Cofield and Company, Adam Hill. Cofield, Finley Toyota Studios. Uh, much to get into in the football friends who we'll get to it in a second. Um, man, you go on live radio or, or TV, people can clap back on you, right, Adam? And the reception has not been great for Pat Bev. You, you want to be a tough guy and, you know, roll out your personal beef with CP3? Like, a lot of people don't like Chris Paul, and people will pile on him for not, you know, winning at all. But there are many others who really like Chris Paul, and, man, they've come to his defense. Matt Barnes was all c- kind of clunky yesterday when he did it, but I saw Damian Lillard tweeted out simply, uh, you know, like in response to it, because uh, nobody guarding this man, and it was in reference to, you know, no one cares about you, Pat Beverly. Don't compare yourself to other great players. I mean, yeah, this is what you open up when you go on and you you talk. Uh, that's why a lot of players don't like to say anything. We get on them for using cliches all the time. This is part of why. You, you don't want to open yourself up and we have to grab. Shots. We have to grab the audio for JJ Redick. Apparently, was uh, squared off against Pat Beverly. Yeah, and it didn't look like it was going well for Beverly because JJ Redick's like, I don't care. I played, and frankly, he was better. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Chris Paul has been a great player for sure. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying he's gotten old and he can't defend like he used to, but it was like, it was really, it was over the top disrespectful. And, it, and again, it's the, the, you know, like we joked about it yesterday, like there aren't rules, like you have to be at this level to go after this guy, you know, and then you can't punch up as a former player because most former players who were on broadcasting, most were not, you know, unbelievable stars. Right. So I, don't know, I, I, I've seen a lot of people like really go in on Patrick Beverly saying it was irresponsible. Hey, it's what he feels. It's been good entertainment. I'm not mad. Like, I saw someone was like, you know, ESPN did it for ratings. Yeah. Sure. And if but- Patrick Beverly wants to go on and have a bunch of NBA guys and former NBA players hating on him, he seems to want to speak his truth, so go ahead and do it. Well, Patrick Beverly also has something in his defense. The tape of Game 7. And the tape of other games from the series, too. Like, he's right. So you can you can be mad that he's... Hating on this guy that you love or that has a lot of credibility to the game and a lot of respect from players around the league, and you can say, well, you're not as good as him, and say all those things, that's fine. All he has to do is be like, hey, well, look at the tape. Look look, look, look at what happened. He was a cone. That's true. Yeah. Well, people also pointed out that Patrick Beverly was a giant sore loser a year ago and you know tried to start a fight with Chris Paul, but not really, by pushing him in the back. Sure. So well, not exactly honorable there, tough guy. Clearly doesn't like him. But yeah. what did he say about honor? He just said he can't play defense. Uh, speaking of clap backs, nah, not really, but live live radio, you were just telling me a weird story. Uh, you are a devotee of Pat McAfee yeah, because he actually came on with you sure. at Radio Row. He was having a discussion with who? Collinsworth about TV money and Brady? Yeah. So what happened? Well, they, they were just talking about how much. And, they, you know, they were, they were both kind of cool because he, McAfee kind of went, not went at Collinsworth, but he was like, hey, like buried in that announcement about Drew Brees leaving. Was that you signed an extension with NBC? Like, congratulations, good work. And Collins was like, yeah, you know, and they kind of joked about how much money Brady is getting. Uh-huh. And Collinsworth kind of fired back, like, well, Brady getting 35. I hear you're getting 45 to go on Amazon. And Mac was like, oh, 
Well, first he was like, "Really? That's that's good. That's that's he good said for that me." To McAfee? Okay. That's good for me. That's that's good. McAfee and, was trying to out Collinsworth, was probably getting a lot, a little bit. But and I mean, then it was very, comes back and he's like, "I've heard this." Very lighthearted, obviously. They weren't like attacking each other. They were just kind of joking around. Wait, and, so Amazon already has? I'm trying to keep track of all the announce teams. Amazon has Al Michaels, and they have Kirk Herbstreet, which again I think is really weird. Because I don't think he's respectful of college players, so I, I think there's going to be some NFL players. I we actually I cannot remember the NFL player when when Herb Street was doing his whole you know the sky is falling and you know kids should play for the love of the game in college, and some NFL player was like, bro, you like, you, do you even have the right to speak about this? You were a terrible player in the NFL. Like went in on him, you know, kind of back to the whole Beverly thing. Sure. But what? So what? What's McAfee's? What is? Are they doing? Is he is he like the star of their pre and well, post show or something? I would have to I imagine, like, like we talked about with Brady, who's not just going to do the broadcast; he's going to do right. other projects. Oh. I would have to imagine they're going to do maybe even the show. I, I don't. I mean, are they going to do a betting show? Actually, you know, we'll have to ask Sam Paniotovich because he had some reference to like Amazon Bet last oh. week that we never hit on. So there must be something there that Amazon's like, oh yeah, sports books betting. Let's yeah, do it potentially. I, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what it all is, but yeah, he referenced a number of forty five million a year, which. It, well, I don't think he was joking. I think there was actually this is so amazing. Um, but look, I mean, he's he's built the audience, and the, you know, he's got a cult no like following. Although uh, the, the, he did not correct Bill Burr today, kept referencing him as a field goal kicker, <laughs> and he's like, "Is there like a unit of old field goal kickers?" And he, like they never corrected me, like yeah. punter. Let him so keep he, going. I guess not everybody knows <laughs> what who he was or where he came from, but no. uh, yeah, it was it's it was uh, it was very interesting. And the the uh, I will say when when. When McAfee talked about the thirty-five million the other day, he was like, "It's like, oh, a lot of money in this business. A lot of money in this business." Boomer size and rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> he was already mad about the uh, the sportsbook deal. Sure, the thirty mil. Yeah. What did this tweet mean yesterday? Check that Sunday. Brandon Bolden, one of the uh, running back by committee guys, with Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake and. Others who were drafted, like Zamir White and maybe Britton Brown and UDFAs like Sincere McCormick. He said, just thinking about what's to come. I'll be honest. I was really fascinated by the tease of Vinny over on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm like, we got to do this. Well, I think, I mean, it, that was, was, it seemed like it was going to be the focal point of a show. So go, Adam. It was the Willy Wonka meme that really, I think. You know, huh? Oh, okay. The suspense. All right. Suspense is terrible. We love subtweet or cryptic tweets. So let's go. Could Scoop B- guy, what was it? Well, could Bolden be a... What's the scuttlebutt? Could Bolden be a Celtics fan? I don't feel like that's the case. Oh, yeah, you're right. He said, just thinking about what's to come, Willy Wonka. The suspense is terrible. I hope it will last. Hmm. I mean... Isn't this the beauty of just the completely completely vague tweet? And then anything that happened, you come I up s- and be I like, saw Kevin Durant retweeted some innocuous statement by Kanye. Yeah. And people are like, Patrick Beverly. I'm like, wow, where's the connection? <laughs> it, How do you people know this? Was it he's out here running around like he's he's out here like running around like he's Pac, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, Did you make that connection? No. I just assumed he was talking about one of the new albums that just dropped. <laughs> Either Kendrick Lamar or even the Jack Harlow album. Well, coming in today, 
Raider Nation Radio 920 knows more about this stuff than we do because we got no idea on what Brandon Bolden's tweeting about. If you're Drew Brees and you know Michael Thomas is coming back, you see the New Orleans Saints trade up and take a guy like Chris Olave who can beat you at all levels on the football field from the wide receiver position. But not only that, a guy that's from Louisiana and Jarvis Landry, he signs and comes back home. I can't think of a better wide receiver group that Drew Brees has ever worked with. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. What are we doing? We told you yesterday, Drew Brees is not coming back. He had a, like a little moment of frustration where he didn't control the narrative on him losing his job at NBC and threw something out about maybe I'll come back to play football. He's not coming back. He might. You never know. I, and I, I hate saying this because we were just trying to decipher a Willy Wonka <laughs> gif or whatever meme gif gif from Brandon Bolden and trying to read into it. Like, there's lots of football to talk about. We don't have to resurrect the, well, he's not dead. We don't have to resurrect Drew Brees to get some NFL talk. What are we doing? He's not coming back. He might. He could do anything. He could play pickleball. Man, as soon as I saw the story break, the first guy I thought of was like, we got to get Miles on from Pro Football (laughs) Talk. Miles Simmons is here. I'm fired up to see what he has to say about it. Is Brees coming back? No. (laughs) There you go. We're going to ruin the fun. I mean, I don't think, I mean, listen, I, Drew Brees was not good for like the last couple of years. I mean, my God, like yeah, his, old. he couldn't throw yeah. more than 10 yards, man. Yeah. He was having trouble in the, in the 2018 um, NFC championship game. When I covered that game, when I was covering the Rams, you know, when they, you know, everybody talks about Nikel Roby Coleman and da, 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 da. But like in overtime, Drew Brees couldn't get the ball anywhere, right? I mean, Dante Fowler makes the hit, and then the ball like flutters up like a Tua Tonga Vailoa pass, and that's why John Johnson intercepts it. So like, there's no if Drew Brees knows what's good for him, he'll he'll find something else to do than playing football. First of all, he might play on the pickleball tour. We learned that, and uh, I made I made the case yesterday. I think he Jameis does need a backup. They've got what? Don't they have Simeon and Dalton down there? They don't have Simeon anymore. <laughs> he was he, he was being sarcastic. Yeah, I, I don't think he was being sarcastic to back, to back up. It's been yes. you know what, Adam? It's been yeah. a few weeks yeah. since you've been on. That's here true. When I've been here, so, your, t- your uh, timing. Give me, give me a second to adjust. My uh, speaking of guys who maybe can't throw the ball, my God, the Dolphins and their social media team. Are we going to get good throws every day now? After what yes. we got last week, the Tyreek Hill. You, oh, you just sure. you just posted another one. The guy he's throwing to is like a UDFA who's running a, a five three six five two twenty. I know. Well, I was I was you know being a little tongue in cheek when I put it up there. Like, oh my god, he actually kind of hit him in stride. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, he still the receiver really did still have to kind of turn back yep. around in order to get it. But it wasn't like Tyreek Hill where he freaking stopped in the middle of the field and he had to wait for the dying quail to come down out of the sky in order to land into his arm. So yeah, I mean, this is one of it's the time of year where like. There's not that much going on. And so when you have these OTA highlights, it's like, you know, as somebody who's worked for an in-house production team, it's like, all right, well, this is something that we can put up. It'll maybe get fans excited. It'll get engagement. It'll do this and it'll do that. And sometimes those clips have unintended consequences, right? Like I am sure when the Dolphins media team had that film, that clip 
of Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungavailoa, they didn't think it was going to cause such a stir and that the Tuanon account would be like, <laughs> we're expecting you, like, you know, expect us. Like, we're watching all of you in the fake news media. I don't think that anybody thinks that would happen. But now when it does, it's like, okay, now we have to think about every time we post a clip, what's going to happen. It's just a weird dynamic that I'm sure is going to continue to happen, not just through OTAs, but also in training camp. I, I just made the I was making the case the last couple of days that it's just first of all you have sometimes you have social media people that don't actually know football and if you sit around and watch a football game you'll see like a long pass and a receiver really adjust to a really bad throw and somebody be like great throw like I think there's just oh, yeah. people that think any completed pass is a good throw. Yes, there are, and that that's part of the problem. But, I mean, especially in OTAs, one of the things that I always look for, you know, back when I was a beat reporter and watching practice every day, which I don't do anymore, but one of the things you look for is ball placement, right? Because these guys are going, especially this time of year, these dudes are going against air. And if you can't get the ball placement right against air, then I don't really trust you to do it when there's somebody like, say, Aaron Donald coming at you, you know, and trying to sack you. It, it's, it's so hard to do that when you're under pressure. So if if you can't do it now, then what are you going to do when the lights are on? And some guys aren't really good practice players and they can still get it done. But like, that's one thing that would be a little bit concerning to me if I'm a Dolphins fan and I'm looking at Tua Tungavailoa not really being able to hit Tyreek Hill in stride today. You know, I, I understand how fast Tyreek Hill is and that takes some time to adjust to. But like, we got to do better than that, you know? Miles Simmons, Pro Football Talk is with us at Miles A. Simmons. On Twitter. So it was very exciting last week. We built it up every day. Schedule release time. We see the Raiders schedule. Um, I don't know where you sit. I'm sure you went through every team and predicted the records. And then, of course, the <laughs> the, the entire NFL is like, you know, 13 games over 500. I've seen that done before. Uh, but with the Raiders, I've had nine iterations of going through and making my picks on what their season record would be. But before I give my number... I'm going to lean on one of the most trusted experts on our Raider station, Raider Nation Radio 920, uh, Hondo Carpenter, who also writes for SI. He has them, he has them going 12 and five. What do you think of that? That's aggressive. That, that's very do aggressive. It. I don't know if uh, any team in the AFC West is going to get to 12 wins, just because Ooh. you know, like you're you're cannibalizing yourself, so you're like eating your. I mean, I think like if you do, that means you're probably winning that division. Um, but I think 11 and six might win that division just because it's so good. If that makes any sense, you know, I mean, when you've got six matchups against, you know, the, the chiefs, the chargers, and also the Broncos, I'm not as high on the Broncos as some people are, but I, I still think that that's hard to then say, all right, well, where are we going to get like 12 wins from? Uh, and, and the Raiders are playing a second place schedule too. So there are a lot of tough teams that they're going to have to play. I, I think that's a tough task. Um, for them, especially with the new coaching staff. And I, I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm high on the Raiders. I, I think that they'll make the playoffs, but I just don't think that, I don't know that they're going to get to 12 wins. That, that's a little too much. To your point, the, you know, the FBI that just came out the other day, which is more, you know, it's predictive and tries to determine how good teams are going to be, uh, has the Raiders as the 14th best team in the NFL, but the fourth best team in their division. Really? So that's, that's kind of crazy, but you know, all four teams in the top half of the league. I will say you should probably circle October 10th, Miles, Raiders at Chiefs, because in this uh, simulation of the season, uh, it will be looked back on as one of the greatest games of all time, Raiders and Chiefs. Really? What? According oh. to Hondo. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought okay. you meant in the FBI. I'm like, no. what is that? 
All right. Uh, yeah, Pete I, Hondo's calling for a classic. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Well, is that is that like a is that a four twenty five start on CBS? Maybe? No, it's it's a ESPN. It's a it's a Monday night game. Oh, it's a Monday nighter. Yeah, oh, one of the greatest games of all time. They go toe to toe like a couple of heavyweight boxers, and the Chiefs win on a last second field goal. Let's do it! Wow, wow, yeah. wow! But then he picks the Chiefs. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's one of the five There's losses. Lots of shockers in there, man. Sure. Anything else that's notable from the uh, Hondo predictions? Um, yeah, they're they're actually, they're actually <laughs> he wanted to read <laughs> the whole thing. It's <laughs> very descriptive for each game. Maybe we should move on. <laughs> Miles Simmons is with us as he uh, dictates where the interview goes wisely. Um, Adam, how about the story that, that you noticed with Tom Brady mentioning that he goes back and watches games? What does he do when he goes back and watches a poor performance? Well, he goes back and watches like the highlights and the an- analysis, the analysis, uh, and the analysts, and then flips off the TV and gets mad and then vows to do better. That's yeah. psychotic wow. behavior. Well, of course it is, but do you expect anything less from somebody who, what was this, 2017 or 2018, when he's like, everybody says we suck and we can't win any games, when literally no one at all was saying that. Nobody. So, yeah, Tom Brady makes stuff up in his head, and like he's the one that's 45, or he's about to be, and he's going to go out and play in an NFL season, and nobody expects him to suck this year. So, like, yeah, I mean, you're talking about psychotic behavior, duh. But, wait, do you believe that he does it, or does he just say that he does it? I think that sometimes when he has a particularly bad performance, he probably does go back and he looks because he's like, he's got to, he's got to psych himself up somehow. Not that he should need to, but that's just probably been his process for, you know, 20 plus years. And at this point, why would you change that? Steve does it after the show too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. I do it. Like if I have a bad episode of PFTPM, I'll go and look at the YouTube comments that say like, my voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. What a, so, what, a what a great plug. What a pro. it's too bad the show's on hiatus until september i have stories but i was i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give out my story right now okay i was just thinking about how vindictive this show can be which is me (laughs) as uh, beforehand i was talking about banning banning people banning people so i get i get brady you know you got some people are driven by some sort of rage well right now there's no rage i i saw i think it was uh, in Dubai, did you see the shot of Floyd Mayweather and Antonio Brown hanging out? No, I actually I didn't see that. Don't don't. My gosh! Why? What? That's a, it. Looks like fun times. Does it? Anytime we can talk about Antonio Brown, especially if I'm like associating myself with Las Vegas, I just think of you know being in Oakland that, and that waking up and yeah, <laughs> the, fr- the fried feet. And Adam, Adam's texting me like, "Uh oh, Miles, you got something else." Uh, do related? Do you think the Steelers will grant Antonio Brown's wish? He said recently he would love to sign with the Steelers, catch a pass, and then retire. Do you think the Steelers yeah. are going to be all about bringing him back and honoring him pretty soon? Uh, pretty soon, not a chance. I mean, like maybe eventually, you know, in a while. Yeah. But there's no way in the world that they want that guy anywhere near their building right now. I mean, why? Why would you want that? Didn't that's, he already, not, that's just a headache. He already had, like, the greatest retirement moment in history. Yeah. Yes, he did. He exactly. Walk off. Walk off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just talk that. with the pads and start <laughs> stripping and, you know, you're throwing your stuff into the crowd. In New York, of all places, well, technically New Jersey, but you know what I mean. So let's get to the nitty-gritty here, and that's what's going on on Twitter. Uh, first of all, how rich is Florio? What is, what is that? What is that? What, did you see that Wagyu steak and what he did to it? Which I think he was trolling, but still, 
That's those. Did you see this, Miles? Please tell yes, me you saw I did. it. I, I no, I did. And you know what? He's got to. He's got to let that thing rest and get to room temperature. Describe describe what it was, because as we put it yesterday, yeah, well, stake Twitter and stake Reddit are like crazy places, crazy yeah. places. And when you put up a stake that has like a ring around the edge that's well done, and the inside is just raw and it's wagyu, people lost it. Well, right, and I mean, Adam knows how I feel about steak, and uh, you know what? I'll be perfectly oh, honest. Right. I don't love. That's right. No, 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 don't jump past that. <laughs> you, you are. That's right, Adam. Miles is very particular, right? And he's I, he's I, uh, he is returned steak guy, which you're meek inherit the earth. So you take any piece of freaking shoe leather, yeah. a restaurant will throw at you. <laughs> that's true. Good that's for true. Miles. You paid <laughs> yeah. a lot of money for a steak. You're damn right. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I'm not. I don't pay. Like, I, if I want to overcook steak, I'll just make it myself. It right. I, I, I know what I'm. I don't really know what I'm doing sometimes right. when I'm cooking steak, or like undercook, whatever it is. But if I'm paying, you know, fifty some dollars to have yeah. a steak, even if I'm paying thirty at like Outback, I will send it back, which I'm pretty sure I did when we were in Minnesota back in you 2019. Did. Yeah, you did. You yes. went back and so, Outback. Yes. O- exactly over right. overcooked or undercooked? It was over. I'm sure. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, bring me yeah. a new steak. Yeah. yeah. And we had the manager over at the table, and it was a whole thing. It wasn't a whole thing. You think it was a whole thing. They deal with this all the time. <laughs> they do. I'm sorry, but to, to get to Florio, yeah, like, yeah. A, I'm not the biggest fan of Wagyu steak because I just, like, I want my beef, man. Like, I, I don't need all the fat and, like, you know, I know they massage the cows and all that. It's, <laughs> it's buttery. It's, uh, you know, uh, that's a, it's yeah. a little too much for yeah. me, you know? Like, just give me the beef. But when you post a steak on Twitter and it looks like you've seared ahi tuna, something has gone wrong. And like, you know, I don't want to say too much about Florio because maybe this will somehow get back to him. (laughs) You know, I I work with him and all that stuff. And, you know, I love Mike Florio. I really do. But like that didn't it looked like something went wrong. So I just hope that it tasted good for him, you know, because if you're cooking the steak for you. Like that's kind of all that matters, right? Right. You, right? you want it to be good for what you want, but that I don't know that that would have been particularly good for me. But do you think he did he post it to like be to troll, or was he did he really think it was good? No, I I think that look, Mike doesn't get out very much, so <laughs> like I mm-hmm. he knows the NFL really really well, and so, like he knows cars actually pretty well too. You know, I've had some good discussions, but like steak. Mac and cheese, as we saw on Thanksgiving, oh. not necessarily <laughs> the things that he knows the best. How was uh, McCartney? Oh, my God. Phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, I think I was telling a couple people this, that he has a better voice now probably than he did a few years ago, in part because of the pandemic. Right. And he wasn't going around and touring and singing and all that. I mean, his voice for somebody who's going to be turning 80 in a couple months, I, he sounded Tremendous. And so he played 35 <laughs> yeah. songs. What? Man. 35? Yeah. That's awesome. 35 songs. And then he played apparently like 10 or so more, uh-huh. maybe 10, 15 more in uh, like a VIP sound check. No way. So this, I mean, this man was rocking it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you talk about like a great show. I'm, I'm so glad I went. Look, I have gotten much more to the Beatles in recent years. Um, the documentary definitely helped. I love it. I oh, love yeah. that. Uh, but I have heard that McCartney just first of all his new his new music is trash. Oh, oh no. I've heard that's what he does at his shows. Is that what he, he does? Did? Yes, he did. Oh. And the funny part was he goes he didn't do too many new ones, but he goes, 
you know, we can tell which songs you like because every time we start playing an old Beatles track or maybe a Wings track, you guys start pulling out your phones. But <laughs> it doesn't impression. matter. We're going to... We're going to do, do the anyway. new ones anyway, Man. and you're just going to deal with it because I like them. I love them. it. I love it. Yeah. I, I like them. Exactly. <laughs> He's he wants. Exactly. You paid to like, be there. Yeah, exactly. So it, but that's yeah, awesome. I mean, the, he did the good. He closed with the good stuff. So that was fine. And I'll tell you that I know we we discussed off the air the, uh, you know, seeing Lauren Hill the other day that I saw yeah. when I, I was, I've been excited. I've wanted to see her for so long. People were getting mad because she was basically doing like new versions of all the hit songs that sounded oh, different no. than the hits did. And people were so mad. I loved I thought it was a great live show. People were getting mad, though. So you can never please everyone. It's true. But, I mean, when you go to Lauren Hill, you want to see her do X Factor. And you want to hear her do it like it was done on, you know, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Right? Like, that's. Yeah. That's not how it went. Well, <laughs> it, was good, <laughs> it was good. I loved it. But Wyclef came out with her, though, right? Like, yeah, that's that awesome. That was a cool oh, moment, man. for sure. You should have come out. Uh, Adam's shoes melted. They did the, the bottoms, wow. of my, the soles of the bottom he's, of my shoes melted. He is limping around the last three days. It's unreal. <laughs> Not like I haven't like seen it before. Better shoes. Uh, no, actually, right, Adam. You said like hundreds of people had it happen. To oh him, yeah, right? there's like a whole Facebook. Well, I mean, it's a 12 hour show in like 104 degrees mm-hmm. on asphalt. No cover yeah. at the uh, Las Vegas uh, Festival grounds. Yeah, there were sole, soles of shoes everywhere, and there's all these Facebook groups now of people with like burned the bottom of their feet. <laughs> wow. It's hot here, wow, man, wow, wow. and it wasn't even that hot. It's 20 degrees warmer in, uh, you know, whatever, a month. So, all right, Miles, we can talk weather anytime. I appreciate it, buddy. Pro Football Talk, <laughs> Miles A. Simmons on Twitter. Thank you so much. All right, guys, take care. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota. It's the Fat Pack on Cofield & Company. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. Oh, honey, though our friendship ceased it from now on. And listen, if you can't say anything real nice, it's better not to talk at all. That's my. We had a good conversation yesterday with Amanda Bingson. Go up to lvsportsnetwork.com. We'll probably bring back some uh, clips of that later in the week. She's the uh, Olympic hammer thrower from 2012 and 2016 who went to UNLV. He was going into the UNLV Athletics Hall of Fame this weekend. And you know, I made sure towards the end of the interview, she did something really unique, especially as a, you know, a bigger woman, a power woman, right? She posed for ESPN The Body magazine, right? And I was asking her, I think it was 2015, I was like, hey, what was that like? And she, she, got, she laughed. She talked about, you know, positive body image and, you know, getting different bodies out there. And also, like, like she was... Sort of uncomfortable with her dad knowing about it, and then then her dad said he was proud, so that was cool. You know, uh, Adam cried a little bit. Um, you know, it's funny. There's so many bits and trolls that go on on the web, right? And but they work, and they make people a lot of money because they get to the core, you know, or they strike a chord with people. And I was just mentioning off the air. I forget the the gentleman's name it was Kevin Samuels who passed away like a couple weeks ago. A guy was like late fifties, and I guess his bit for the last ten years was just giving out advice that was very anti female. Giving out advice to guys that was very anti female, and like women went crazy. He passed away, and they were just like, ah, people are just dancing on the guy's grave. I'm like, it was a bit, like just calm down, right? But it worked. He made money. I mean, I saw a lot of people were like, oh, he died, you know, with no money, and other people were like he had money, right? So anyway. Um, the New York Post featured a 
a piece today on the uh, SI swimsuit cover on some of the covers, model named uh, Yumi New, right? She's not a size zero, right? She's got some curves to her, we'll say, right? And I guess there's some guy, Jordan Peterson, the headline, James SI swimsuit model, Yumi New is not beautiful. Fans fight back. Okay, this, you know this is a bit, right? Like, he, this is just a character. Relax. Uh, but, yeah, he tweeted out um, about the plus-size model that she's on the cover of the SI swimsuit issue. Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. Okay, first of all, this lady is beautiful. Like she's she's very nice looking. So that that's stupid. Um, and, you know, the whole thing about, like, people are being forced to say, you like what you like, and if you want to express it and as part of your act and your bit, go ahead and do it. But everyone buying this stuff. I mean, I guess this is all an effort to push back because there are people who really do take this stuff seriously. There are too many people who go to the internet and think most of it's real, that most of the characters who are kind of, you know, anti-establishment are real. Yeah, and it is tough to it, – it is tough. Like, even though you know Twitter is not real life, that it's tough to separate and say that, it, that it's not. Like, the, it's tough to figure out that some people don't mean anything they say and they're just trying to, you know – how many people have created characters that are now like looked at as political authorities mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that happens all the time mm-hmm. so it's, it's tough to to dis- distinguish what's real and what's not and all those sorts of things um but i mean along the same lines like you know speaking of the si you know Kristen harper who i have said on the air before the most attractive woman in the world uh is going to be she? on the cover also Kristen harper is jared goff's girlfriend she's gonna, she's oh, on the cover of so the cover of Sports Don't Illustrated. Even, not to be disrespectful to the lady, but like that's all I know her as right now because that's you talk about her all the time. The New York Post said Jared Goff's girlfriend, to, you know, to yeah. be on the cover of SI, yeah. whatever. And she in the in the cover story I saw, she was talking about it. She was like, for you know, the first couple of years in Hollywood, I was just told I'm too fat. I'm like, okay, okay, that's that's insanity. Um, but like th- that is it is something that is real and dealt with, and it's it's a Hollywood standard compared to a real life standard and all those sorts of things. Um, it's crazy, but yeah, it, it, there is a lot of people that are just trolling out there that would be, you know, you know, this is disgusting. It's not what beauty is. And like, they would be bending over backwards to try to be with her. So it's, it's, it's silly. Celtics heat coming up at five 30 lottery is going to be before that to draft lottery. We're going to ask the question in the final minutes here before it goes off. You can actually bet who's going to win the lottery. We'll ask our gambling expert, Sam Peniatovich. What we should bet. What should we get down on with the draft lottery? Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Sammy P. Sammy P. All right, let's do it. Sam Paniadovich is up with us here on this Tuesday. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Praying for Al Horford, man. Hopefully uh, he survives this. Uh, wild, wild scene out here. So we get off the air at like 5.58 Eastern time, and at 5.59 the tweet comes out that Horford and Marcus Smart are both going to be out for the Celtics. And, you know, the way my brain's wired, it's like, what happens to the line? And Miami goes from a two-point favorite at home to four, four-and-a-half. WinBet's got a five right now. It's something the books weren't exactly prepared for and, and now it's that game of piggy move up how high do you go or how high do you go and then how do you avoid the eventual pushback from the respected players that are going to try and arb this or middle it and take boston plus five you know it's 
it's no fun for the books, but I guess we don't cry for the books, right? Celtics are now 140 to win the series. Whew, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. There are so many different wrinkles now in the year of our Lord 2022. I, I love the way that your mind uh, works here. I, I, I don't think the Celtics win the game. So if you're looking to bet Boston, my advice would be just sort of swallow the loss in game one and then reattack the Celtics because now – that price goes from minus 140 Boston. If they lose game one, you might get Boston plus 140 or plus 150 or something like that, only losing one game in a game that they should lose. Um, I had a buddy today text me. He goes, I got Miami at 10 to 1 to win the title. What do I do? I go, I don't know. I go, because Miami is the home team in the series, but they're the dog in the series. Uh, it's, so it's a wild mix. Like I said, what I would do is probably hedge a little on Golden State to win the title, but. That heat future bet at 10 to 1 is hard to hedge when they're the dog in the series the seventh game at home. Horford has COVID? He's in the health and safety protocol. So okay, that's, I'm your, that's the other thing here. Two. So that's the other thing here. What if he has it and he's got Steve Kerr COVID? And, I, he's, and he's down for three games. I don't know. I mean, I, you know I don't I mean? know how to handicap COVID. You and I have been discussing this for multiple seasons in multiple sports now you know yeah. the books don't know what to do <laughs> um you know what's the true value of of al horford and marcus smart you know i would argue honestly i think it's more than two and a half points because if if the thought process was that boston with smart likely playing and horford obviously playing how does that line only go from two to four and a half uh the celtics have a deep bench but uh, marcus smart is one of your best well, he is your best. He was the defensive player of the year. He's your best on-ball defender, and Al Horford, old man Buckets, is a savvy vet that has gotten them through a lot of tough times. I'm not talking myself into a bet on Miami purposely, yeah. but I feel like this isn't, this isn't a fair adjustment given how valuable those guys have proven to be to the team. I would completely agree with that, obviously, but I would also make the case, don't you think Smart was a little bit built in the line, the potential that he might not play? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he was questionable, but he's a tough cookie, man. And I, I feel like he was going to play, um, you know, before this news broke uh, two minutes uh, after – well, not two minutes after anything. It's 6 o'clock Eastern is when it broke. Um, it's a very good question. But, I, I mean, I think it's important to understand that, like, a sports book would never move this to Miami minus seven because even though that might be the true value – you can't move that far because then you're just going to get whacked on the middle. You're going to have all the guys that cleaned you up on Miami minus two, minus two and a half, minus three, and then you're going to write back Boston plus seven. It sets you up for a four-point middle potentially, and, and that's one of the hardest things as a bookmaker. I remember there was a game. It was Michigan-Wisconsin. This was, had to have been the fall of 2019, no, fall of 2020, when the entire Michigan defensive line and two of their offensive linemen, they all had COVID. And, you know, Wisconsin goes from minus one to minus seven, and then it's like, how high do you go? Can you go to ten? It's a weird spot, but this just proves that COVID continues to be a part of our everyday lives, and it continues to affect more than just our respiratory stuff. It affects these sports books, and, and they're now playing pin the tail on the donkey blind. Sam Panionovich, our gambling insider from Fox Sports and also Nesson. And, uh, boy, this would be a hell of a day to have – some longer form programming on Nesson, but I guess that's on the way, right? You guys have a bunch of different gambling shows and a whole cast they put together. That's awesome. What is it? 
We launched yesterday. So, yeah, it was, it was ideal that we get one of the Boston teams <laughs> through Game 7. We didn't get the Bruins through, got the Celtics through. So hopefully that's uh, a healthy series so we can talk about that. But we've got a, a daily betting show on the New England Sports Network. It's crazy. You know, every single day, Monday through Friday at 5.30 Eastern. It's a 5.30 to 6 o'clock show. Claudia Bellafato, Travis Thomas, and myself, we're going to do it every single day and break down all the markets and the sports you care about and the events you care about or care about. You know, we're getting ready to do some PGA tomorrow. We're going to do some Preakness on Friday. Celtics still alive, and now we're just trying to put lipstick on this Red Sox pick, man. It's, uh, it's ugly. I'm looking at the score right now. Houston is up 9-1 to in the top of the second. Um, that's not ideal for the Boston Red Sox, a playoff team last year and ideally a playoff team this year, but I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. But, yeah, we're breaking down all things, how lines are uh, originated, why they move, how markets change. It's, it's fascinating, and uh, it's part of my life now. It's been a part of my life for about a decade, but to do it every day on TV is <laughs> it's almost like I don't believe it's real at this point. Good job, dude. Congrats on that. That is, that is a big deal, and especially in a place that's going to explode here soon, you know, when they finally get it done with uh, betting in that market. All right. Uh, you're always here to educate. I saw that uh, Von Tobel put out, John Von Tobel, our buddy who's part of the company and fills in and does a show on Visa, and he put out a list of actual odds. If you wanted to bet the, the lottery, which is coming up here in a minute, in a couple of minutes, you can bet on teams, but the odds, like across the board, you're getting screwed on all the numbers. Oh, like to bet on who wins the lottery, actually? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, I'm I think a the, the, the top, like that. The top three teams are like plus 550, you know, real. Because it's all by numbers, too. It's all by percentages. Like the real number is plus 614. It went down to the last choice, I think, was like 100 to 1 is what you can get. The probability by the numbers is actually 199 to 1. So, but, you know, that, that's one. Of, it's so freaking hardcore. But you're right. People who are just, I mean, that's just betting to bet at that point. Well, if I know the NBA under David Stern, oh, it's okay. like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which, which team is like a superstar player away from, you know, in the Stern era, it's like, look at the best player and look at the big market. Yeah. That's happened a lot less uh, with Adam Silver running the show. So I don't think we could do a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge and say like, all right, let's, well, hey, what are the odds on the Lakers? You know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that that's the case anymore. Um and the, I don't even know the Lakers are they even picking in the lottery? I, they, see, I get confused because it's like they weren't a playoff team, but they were a playoff team. I I don't think they were they one of the top ten. I don't think they were. I think I think they can be a part of the lottery, but if they actually win the lottery, then the pick goes somewhere else because of the Anthony Davis trade, I believe. <laughs> LeBron is such a bad GM; it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's going to happen? He's going you know after next year because he I, I saw this the other day. He's under contract for like forty four million dollars. He's not leaving that. He's going he's gonna to be okay. He'll swallow that pride. He'll take that paycheck. But you know what he's going to do. He's going to leave that Laker team that he freaking built by himself, and he's going to go, you know, I really want to go home to Cleveland. And it's like, no, you don't. You just want to go to Cleveland because they're good now. He's, you know how I feel about the King, man. Tremendous basketball player, one of the best we've ever seen, but one of the biggest front runners we've also ever seen. And I, I point you to Space Jam 2. When his son, Bronny, switched teams mid-game to the best team. Like, it runs in the family, man. Oh, no. Don't, don't sell the kid his already. So, his soul was stolen. What do you, tell, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, when his son changed, his son went from the bad team to the good team. I'm like, wow, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. This is the most <laughs> accurate part of the entire movie. 
Uh, Lakers are actually 13 to 1, according to one book, to win the lottery. Uh, real odds are should be like 15 or 16 to 1. Uh, the market for finals MVP. We can bet that now? Yeah, you can. It, it's up at a couple books in Nevada, too. You know, the favorite, Steph Curry, at almost every shop. And then it's Jason Tatum. But as we have talked about in the last 10 minutes, that, that path has gotten a lot tougher. You know, the guy that, that really makes a lot of sense, and, you know, you look at the odds for, for Dallas to win the title, and then you look at the odds for Luka to win the MVP, the odds are actually better on Luka. Like, you could find Luka at 8-1 to one to win the finals MVP, and the Mavs are, are lower than that to win the NBA championship. So that's something to always pay attention to. But if, if you're looking for, like, a guy with value at this point, it's, it's not Steph Curry. It's not Jason Tatum. Uh, two guys that make sense for me. Clay Thompson, if, if Golden State gets into the finals and the math says they will, yeah, Steph Curry's probably going to win it, but you can find Clay Thompson at 25-1 to 1 to win finals MVP. I mean, we saw Andre Iguodala win a finals MVP. I, I like to look at the second or third best players on the team I think can win the championship. And, and that the, Clay Thompson makes a lot of sense at 25-1 to 1, given the number. Is he going to win it? Probably not. But if you ask me to bet right now, I'm not, get, I'm not giving you Steph Curry at 2-1. to one. Do you have the numbers? Plus two fifty. Do you have the numbers in front of you? I've got a couple different books up. Yeah, who do you need? Give me Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. uh, You could find Jordan Poole thirty to one to win Finals MVP. Okay, take a shot at that. Yeah, I think I trust that more than than Clay. If my if Miami makes it, say Miami gets to to the championship, they get through Boston, and the math is on their side. You know, uh, because they have Game Seven at home. You know, Bam Adebayo is thirty five to one. And Jimmy Butler's plus 550. I, I don't think the gap between Butler and Bam Adebayo is $23. Like, Jimmy's, he's their most important player, but if Bam Adebayo gets 20 points a game and 15 boards a game in the NBA Finals and the Heat win the title, he's winning the MVP, you know? Sam, last one. We got the PGA coming up. Tiger Woods apparently is drawing a lot of money. I saw what BetMGM was saying, 66 to 1. I see William Hill here in town has 50. Do we bet Tiger Woods? I don't think he's going to make the cut. I, I would not make this bet. You know, I was talking with Jeff Davis at Circa for a story I'm writing tomorrow, and he said, you know, it's hard for Tiger to walk. When it's, when it's tough to walk, it's tough to, win, to make the cut and tough to win a major. So I, I, I tend to agree with a guy who, who is booking the house to need Tiger to miss the cut. Like, he's got Tiger at 95-1 to 1 to win the event, and I, I think that's pretty funny because it's a lot higher than everybody else. But, yeah, I saw this. BetMGM came out and said, if Tiger were to win this weekend at Southern Hills, it would be the biggest losing result in the history of BetMGM. That ain't good, but it also means that people are daring to dream and they want the lottery ticket. Everybody wants to be a part of history, pal. It's like, yeah, there were 80 million people at Kerry Woods' 20-strike-out game, and the (laughs) attendance that day was 18,000. Right, exactly. All right, Sam, well, congrats on the uh, new gig. And real quick, we got like 30 seconds. Give a pop to what you guys did today with Foxbet, because I saw that uh, you and the crew were doing some uh, over-under on NFL. Yeah, I I love this. It's May 15th, and they're like, hey, can you pick win totals for September? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, what could possibly go wrong between May and September? But we reacted to the schedule coming out, uh, buy teams, sell teams, future options, and uh, I think Adam Hill's Buffalo Bills, man, I think they're going to win like 13 games this year. I'm sure he disagrees with that, though. As long as as they lose in the playoffs, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It never goes away. The dislike never dies. Sam, thanks, buddy. All right, see you, boys. There he is, Sam Paniotovich. Nesson, also 
Fox Sports. Draft Lottery is coming up here in just a couple minutes. We'll try to keep you updated as much as possible. And uh, before it starts, I will tell you absolutely who should be the number one pick. I was asking Adam off the air, and he hesitated. Why are you hesitating? It is clear. 